The following is a hoop ball presentation. What up? What up? What up, hoop ballers? Welcome to another edition of Hoop Balls DFS today. This is your Friday, November 5th edition. I am your host, Santino Cocone, and I am joined again by the one, the only, David Menkoff. How are you doing today, Dave? I am doing fantastic. I'm excited to, to dive into some exciting NBA action with you, Santino. How's, how's, your, how's your day going? Going pretty good. Going pretty good. And yeah, I'm excited, too. We have a... Uh, the two ones, the two pods that we did have done together so far have been big slates. We did that, what, I think 11 the other day or 10. Uh, this one's going to be nine. So I'm uh, excited for it. Absolutely. Cannot right. be any more excited. <laughs> to kick off the weekend. I like it. All right. Um, and we're recording this one not too late on Thursday night, but uh, about 930-ish uh, Eastern Standard Time. Uh, without further ado, we can jump into that. And before I do, actually, I want to give a shout out to our guys over at Manscaped.com, the number one men's below-the-waist grooming out there, ever, anywhere. They have fantastic products if you haven't tried them yet. Uh, the Perfect Package 4.0 featuring the Lawnmower 3.0 and all of the great stuff that comes with it, like the Crop Reserver, the Crop Reviver, the Crop... Uh, I forgot the other one, uh, but there's the T-shirt... The boxers, all of this great stuff. I love this thing. Uh, it, the newspaper came in it. it. It's honestly fantastic. But check that out, and you can get 20% off and free shipping if you go to the manscaped.com right now and enter the promo code HOOPBALL20. Again, that's 20% off and free shipping if you go to manscaped.com and enter the promo code HOOPBALL20. And what better way to kick off the holiday season with some Perfect package 3.0. All right, guys and girls and everybody in between, let's get on over to this first game of the slate on Friday. We have the Brooklyn Nets traveling to the Detroit Pistons to take um, the spread we have. I think we have this one. Yep, it's a 212 game total. Uh, we only have four game totals currently, five total spreads. Uh, this is tied for the lowest of the four. And on the spread, we have the Nets as nine and a half point road favorites. Um, the Pistons are on the back end of a back to back for this one. I'll throw it over to you, Dave. Uh, how you feeling about the uh, the Nets in this one, the away team? Yeah, I think it's something to monitor, especially with you mentioned the Pistons are a second out of a back to back. So I like the Nets despite this low game total um, and the fact that the Nets are heavy favorites in this one. There's a couple of names that are pretty much uh, blowout proof when it comes to the Brooklyn Nets, and that's, of course, Kevin Durant, 10,600 for Mr. Durant. Um, you know, he's been very <laughs> consistent to start the season. A- almost every game he's been putting up 45 to 50 fantasy points. His price tag is a little high at 10,600, honestly. Um, so that's something that I would probably look for more tournaments more than anything, just given the likely blowout nature of this game especially with the fact that the Pistons are going to be probably tired after taking on the Sixers uh, the night before. So um, I'll probably look at Durant a little bit, but the guys I'm really looking at in a blowout scenario are guys off the bench. So it starts with Patty Mills. 
uh, 4,000 in salary. Um, we've all seen what he can do when, when he shoots, when he's, when he's shooting lights out from the field. I mean, he's been shooting tremendously from three-point range to start the season. So I don't see any reason why we can't go after Patty Mills here at 4,000. There's a ton of value we were just talking about on this entire slate, but Patty Mills is definitely going to be in play for me, uh, given the blowout nature. And then also uh, Bruce Brown, if we're talking blowouts, he's a guy that hasn't really been asked to do too much um, in recent games, but we have seen in the past, if he gets 25, 30 minutes, he can put up some numbers at 4,500. Not a terrible option, but I right now I'm leaning more. Patty Mills is my favorite, followed by a little bit of Kevin Durant in tournaments, and then follow up finally with, with a little Bruce Brown to round it all out. And that's really it for me. There's not a lot of too much love on the Nets otherwise in, in this type of scenario. Who do you like on the Nets side, if anyone? Yeah, and, and I'm with you. And I forgot to say the, the injury report. We know uh, Kyrie Irving and Nick Claxton for the Nets are out. Uh, the Pistons obviously don't have an injury report as of yet because they're playing, but they only have Chris Smith and Isaiah Livers uh, out on Thursday, which is none of no fantasy sig- significance in that one. Uh, but I'm pretty much with you. I don't. I'm not going to really go after the the Nets in this one. Really good matchup, but um, could be a blowout. Then the while they're away, then um, Pistons are on the second end of a back to back. They might be resting people. We don't know. Someone could get hurt. And also, second end of a back-to-back against one of the best teams in the league could be a lopsided score. So uh, I would prefer Durant right above Harden slightly, even though uh, Durant probably has a tougher matchup with Grant on the other side of the ball. But I, I won't feel super comfortable with all these options that we have on the slate there. Um, so I don't think you have to force it, but it's not a crazy price tag there. I like your calls of um, Patty Mills, Bruce Brown. I would throw Blake, Blake Griffin in there too. Uh, we saw him play 31 minutes in the last one after – Steve Nash said, I'm not going to change the lineup. Blake Griffin's the starter. He did good last year. Came out. He played 31 minutes in the last one, which is pretty nice to see. Um, and he's getting another shot at Detroit, where he played a few years, and they just told him to go home until they bought him out because uh, they couldn't find a trade partner. Always a revenge narrative is solid. So 4-2 price tag um, with the two guys you mentioned, Brown and Mills, all in that 4K range. Uh, those are the guys that I'd take a stab on, but I really don't think we need to rush into it like you mentioned there's a lot of uh, value to be had here so if you wanted to play it see if you can wait uh, for the later rounds right um let's jump on over to the uh piston side of the ball mentioned grant he's playing pretty well again uh he's starting to jump up his price tag starting to jump up again as well um i don't think he's blowout proof so i mean i think he's pretty much blowout proof if he's playing uh that's what i meant to say sorry i <laughs> said that one backwards but we got to see who's going to actually play on this one. While it's already already early in the year, um, last year they had to they they sat people, they didn't sit people. Uh, they're not a super competitive team. They have a lot of young guys, so uh, it's, I'm interested to see what they're going to do tomorrow when when we see this injury report. But I'm um, assuming like an Isaiah Stewart does play. I think that's a good matchup for him. Cade Cunningham's only four six. Price tag went up a little bit, but I mean, even though this guy's not making any shots right now. He's taking a good amount of shots, uh, and eventually they're going to fall. He took 14 in that last one. I uh, heard he had eight at halftime tonight. So while while he's making two of 14 and one of eight, um, they're going to start falling, and I like to see that vol- volume and the minutes. Played 29 minutes in that second one. Been playing a lot tonight. Uh, 4,600, that's a price tag that I will take, um, you know, in a high-scoring game that could be against backups if Nets just roll over them in the beginning. 
And those are the two guys I'm looking at. Maybe some Trey Lyles for very cheap value at 3600 if someone's out. Um, but I think those three are the, the top guys that I'm looking at over here. How about you, man? Yeah, I mean, I, it's hard to not Kate Cunningham. I mean, if there's one thing we have to say about the young rook, he is not shy. Uh, that's for sure. I, I was watching a highlight where he put up a, a three, made it at the buzzer uh, pretty much from the logo today, pretty confidently. So Kate Cunningham is definitely in play at 4,600 because he's going to put up 16 shots. Even if he only makes three, mm -hmm. he can provide <laughs> rebounds. He can provide assists a little bit. Um, you know, I think the defensive stats are going to come up, and 4,600 is not bad. I also really like Killian Hayes. I know I mentioned Killian Hayes on, on previous pods, and everyone always kills me for it, but I, I actually like Killian Hayes. I think he's still trying to uh, understand his offensive game and get more consistent and more comfortable. Um, and, and it's definitely a work in progress, but we have seen some defensive upside with him. If you can just round out some type of shot um, at 4,000, that's a pretty good value, but I'll probably keep him more for tournaments when it comes down to the Pistons, especially in a back-to-back -back set. I love your Isaiah Stewart call. Uh, I'll probably have quite a few shares of him at center, especially for center value. Um, there's not a whole lot of, of center value on the slate. So I love Isaiah Stewart now that he's under 5K. Um, that price tag is definitely priced to move. First time he's under 5K the entire season. So time to attack for sure. Um, and then I, I like to Jaron Grant call. I'll probably have a little bit of shares of Jaron Grant um, when it's all said and done. But I'm definitely looking at Kate Cunningham and then, and then and Isaiah Stewart mostly for cash games. I like it. All right, man. Let's jump on over to this next game. Uh, we have another game at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The Memphis Grizzlies traveling to D.C. to take on the Wizards. Uh, we don't have any spread or any game total for this one, uh, but we do have an injury report. And, oh wait, no, we don't have an injury. Nope, I'm looking at the wrong day. I have all these pulled up, looking at the wrong day. So on the Grizzlies, we have Dylan Brooks is ruled out for this one. Davis Bertans, Thomas Bryant, Anthony Gill, Cassius Winsley, Winston, and Rui Hashimura are all out for the Wizards. Um, I'll throw it over to you. How are you looking at this Grizzlies team? Uh, we're seeing them. They they started to gel a little bit last game, um, and we see a lot of good, lot of good fantasy production here. But uh, how are you looking at Ja now that he's nine four and everybody else? Yeah, it, it's definitely tough um, to really look at Ja the same way as as we have throughout the season. Um, he was definitely started off very hot, um, putting up 50, 60 fantasy points pretty consistently. I don't trust him as much in this matchup, despite. A plus matchup against the Wizards, 9,400, is a little bit too high, especially now that they're playing a little bit more team-oriented basketball, it seems like. Um, and he's not getting the same amount of rebounds and assists that he was getting earlier in the season. Um, do I expect it to bite me? Potentially, yes. But I'm not going to be targeting a whole lot of John Moran at 9,400 in this game. Um, I think there's some other high-priced uh, guards that I'm potentially looking at instead. So I'll, I'll probably save... Um, save some dollars there. Uh, the, the guys I'm looking at really in terms of a value perspective are guys like Kyle Anderson at 4,300. Uh, that's a great price tag. He's been getting pretty consistent minutes off the bench for the Grizzlies at, at only 4,300. I mean, if, if he gets 25 fantasy points, that's already hitting some value. So I like Kyle Anderson. It's probably my favorite play on the Grizzlies. I'm not going to be looking at a whole lot of other guys. Um, Jaron Jackson Jr. is a guy that is always intriguing um, at 5,600, which I just realized was his price tag because I had him down for 6,900, which is completely <laughs> inaccurate um, at 5,600. 
Jaron Jackson Jr. suddenly becomes my favorite play on the Grizzlies side. Um, a guy that we've seen from a fantasy perspective, when he puts it all together, he has 45, 40, 45-point upside. I think this is 100. That's a fantastic value. Coming off a game against the against the Nuggets where he finally shot the ball well. He's getting more comfortable. I like Jaron Jackson a lot. My favorite play probably on the Grizzlies, followed by Kyle Anderson as my number two. And that's really it uh, on the Memphis side of the ball. What about you? Any interest in Jaron Jackson? Yeah, and I'm a big Jaron Jackson guy, and uh, I love that price tag, 5'6". He finally, like you said, he shot the ball well. Uh, <clears throat> been waiting for that for a little bit. He shot the ball well good in the second game. Did not, Hasn't shot the ball well since. But 7 of 14, and 4 of 7 the game before that, even though he had five fouls and really only played 18 minutes. But shots starting to come around, and that's the big thing for him. If that shot's coming around, uh, this guy can block shots, get steals, hit threes. Uh, he he is actually over seven feet now. I remember he when he was injured, he grew a couple inches uh, when he was hurt. But uh, this guy can really play, and at 5'6", that's a very good price tag against this Washington team. We'll, we'll be seeing a lot of Kyle Kuzma. Um, and Denny Avia, Advia, so there's really a good opportunity for him to uh, beat that price tag here. I, I, I think Kyle Anderson is another solid play. He's been seeing a lot of minutes, like you mentioned, um, for all the re- <clears throat> all the reasons. Mid twenties, that's not a that's a fair price tag for him. Uh, Melton Bain Adams, I think they're all somewhat in play for me. Uh, I don't think you need to go there, but if you're around that range, those aren't people that. I, I hate. I prefer Adams as the cheapest one. And if I'm going to take Melton, I'd rather just take the upside in uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. But I think I don't mind looking at either of those guys, Adams specifically. And uh, that's pretty much it here. They do run a deep rotation. Uh, we saw Tyus Jones have a really good game the other game uh, and get a lot of minutes there. Uh, 27 and they played 20. So I guess if you have a bargain bin, you can take him knowing that he's going to get some minutes because he's always in the rotation. Uh, but I think I'm with you. It's uh, Jaron Jackson Jr., Kyle Anderson, solid. Steven Adams, uh, don't I like going there, and uh, Dias Jones. If you wanna wanna float him out there. <clears throat> On the other side of the ball, we have the Wizards. Um, Kyle Kuzma got hurt in the last game, but he's ready to go in this one. He's not even on the injury report. I don't know if that's a mistake, but as of now, they're saying he's fully healthy, and we don't have any Davis Bertans to take any couple minutes over there. So. Um, something to think about, but uh, I still don't really want to go to him at six nine. Uh, Dinwiddie no at seven. Beal intriguing at nine five, but um, probably I'd, I'd rather just see if I can get to the Durant level or someone else uh, that we'll get to later on. There's a couple other options. I think Harrell's my favorite guy on this team right now. I mean, he's just playing angry, grabbing a lot of rebounds, scoring a lot. Uh, Doing what he does best, scoring in the paint, grabbing a lot of rebounds, uh, playing 31 minutes a game. I know a lot of that was without Gafford, but he still got 27 in the last one, the 33 in the game before that. He hasn't. He's only taken 11 shots in those last two with Gafford back, uh, but his rebounding, his his assist numbers, a lot of it is showing. Uh, I don't think 65 is a bad price tag. I think Adams is solid, a little more solid for the savings that you'll get, but I don't mind um, taking a stab at Hero here in the matchup. And I think Caldwell Pope at 3,600 is just a guy who finds himself playing 30-plus minutes a lot. Uh, and if that's where you need just a lot of minutes, minutes equal money uh, in the 3,600 range, take a stab at him. And that's pretty much it. How about you? Yeah, it's it's an interesting one with the Wizards. I mean, it, and you would think on paper, looking at guys like Bradley Beal, 9,500, 
uh, a guy that we've seen in seasons past throughout his career can put up just monster type of lines. We haven't really seen that as much this season. Uh, and that's something to monitor his best game. He did have 59 fantasy points against the Celtics uh, a little a little less than a week ago. However, I just don't see that type of ceiling type of game here either with the, against the Grizzlies. So I'm probably going to fade Beal in, in most lineups. Um, not a lot of interest there. Uh, looking at guys like Spencer Dinwiddie, again, 7000 a fair price tag. Not a lot of value there to be had just given um, where he is so far this season. Uh, I know you mentioned a guy like Latavius Caldwell-Pope. I like him quite a bit, definitely more for tournaments. And then if I'm really going dumpster diving as well, I actually do like Denny uh, Avia a little bit. Um, a guy that is starting to get comfortable again. In his last game, he played 26 minutes at 21 fantasy points. 3300 is a great price tag. So especially if this game ends up being some type of blowout potentially, um, Danny's going to get extra minutes. He's going to get extra run. So it might be worth a flyer. Uh, another one of my top value plays probably when it comes to tournaments, but definitely not trustable for, for cash. Uh, and then definitely the final guy I'm looking at too is, is Montrez Harrell. Sorry. Um, however, at 6,500, uh, it's a little bit too pricey for him, despite his fantastic play this season. Uh, I'm probably going to reserve him more for tournaments more than anything. All right. I like it. Uh, let's jump on over to the last game that starts at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have the San Antonio Spurs traveling to Florida to take on the Orlando Magic. Uh, we do have a spread and total for this. It is 212. It's tied for the lowest uh, with the Nets Pistons that we have. Uh, and then the Spurs are five-point road favorites. On the injury report, we have <clears throat> Zach Collins, Jakob Pertle. Um, ooh, they have uh, Josh Primo and Joe Weiskamp all sent back to the G League, but the first two are out. And on the Magic, we have Michael Carter-Williams, Markel Foltz, Jonathan Isaac, Etwan Moore all out, and Gary Harris as questionable. Um, I'll jump first. I'll take the Spurs on this one. I like the uh, the front court without Pirtle there. I think we have some solid uh, value like Dad Young. He didn't play a ton of minutes in the last one. Only got 22, but that was still his most that he's played all year. Uh, they were It was a one-point loss. He shot four of eight. But he, he did he still had that well-rounded fantasy game that we saw him bring out in him last year when he was on Chicago. He had eight points, six boards, three assists, two steals, two blocks, uh, 27 fantasy points in 22 minutes. That is really solid. Uh, we know he's going to get extra minutes because Pirtle's not there. Uh, and Drew Eubanks started in the last one. He played only 19, uh, but he brought back 23 in um, over 23 fantasy points with 10 points, five boards, and three blocks. He can do that again. Um, and if those two guys are seeing mid-20s or even a little bump, I think they can both easily beat value. Those are my two favorite plays on the team. I don't mind looking at Doug McDermott if his minutes are going to come back up at 3,800. Um, and Derek White at 61. Probably not going to go Murray, even though he's playing awesome. Uh, the 9,100 is just a big price tag for me, uh, even against this Orlando Magic team. Though the Magic are one of the slowest teams in the league, as you can expect. But... Um, <clears throat> I'm probably going to stay with the the big front court in there, and uh, that's where I like it. How about you? Yeah, when it comes to the Spurs, uh, the front court is definitely intriguing. Uh, Drew Eubanks, 4,300. I like him uh, quite a bit. He's going to get the minutes, especially with with Pato out. Um, with Cordo, I, I can't pronounce it. Apologies. <laughs> um, I have tried many times, but uh, Drew Eubanks definitely in play. Um, I love his Wikipedia page that it's his prom photo. That alone is probably worth uh, a lineup or two. 
uh, just because it's hilarious that he still has that as his Wikipedia page. Um, <laughs> other than that, it's a little tidbit. Other than that, um, I also am looking at uh, Thaddeus Young is, is a solid call. And 5,300, definitely in play, more of a tournament option. Um, despite getting some minutes, you know he's got better presence, can provide those steals, blocks, but I'm not going to be tackling him too much here. The guy I'm looking at is actually the young second-year player, Devin Vassell, in the backcourt. I like him quite a bit. Uh, he's been getting consistent minutes uh, in recent games, coming off two straight games of over 28 fantasy points, and his price tag went down. So thank you, DraftKings pricing people, because you just gave us a, a pretty solid value option here. Um, it's a great matchup uh, for him. He should get 25, 30 minutes again, despite the return of Doug McDermott. I still think Devin Vassell is a great play. 3,900 probably, he's probably one of my top three uh, value plays in the entire slate. So I'm going to be targeting him very heavily, followed by sprinkling a little bit of Drew Eubanks and finally rounding out uh, the Spurs with a little bit of Derek White um, to, to finish it off. But again, more for tournaments. The only guy that I would trust for, for, for cash is actually Devin Vassell. All right. I like it. Let's jump on to our first game at 7.30 Eastern Standard Time. Uh, we have the New York Knicks traveling to Milwaukee to take on the Bucks. Uh, we have, let's see, we don't have a game total for this one, uh, but we do have some solid injury reports. The Knicks have not yet submitted it, but the Bucks have DiVincenzo, Brooke Lopez, Chris Middleton all out, and Drew Holiday is probable for this one. Hasn't played in a little bit, so we have some a Drew Holiday sighting in this. I'll throw it over to you. Who are you liking on, on this Bucks team, or this Knicks team, who are the away team? Uh, yeah, and who before, are you liking over here? <laughs> yeah, before I jump into the Knicks, uh, I think I'm going to jump into the Orlando Magic. Oh, oh my gosh, I am already jumping the gun there. Yeah, you can jump. <laughs> I jumped the gun on that one. All right, we will do a quick rewind. We forgot to take on the Magic here. Um, who are you liking the Magic against the Spurs? You're playing I, no one against I think I'm going to take everybody on the Spurs because I don't think they're playing anybody tonight. Absolutely. I don't think you like anyone in the Magic. I think that's what the <laughs> listeners are going, to, are going to find out really quick. I look right um, at the Knicks. Um, there's, there's not a whole lot I like, actually, on the Magic side. Um, speaking of the Magic, I'm looking at Wendell Carter Jr. at 6,400. Price tag went up a little bit, coming off a 39-point effort. He's getting the minutes. He's getting double-double, something that we expected to see last year and now we're finally seeing it he's starting to round out some of that potential that we saw in the bulls when the bulls drafted him so i like carter to 400 i think he's a solid mid 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 round value um with guys like okiki back in the lineup it's hard to trust a lot of the guys that we used to, we were trusting earlier like franz wagner for example um so mo bomba is also going to be in play but i i kind of like wendell carter for just for the fact that he's much cheaper um 700 cheaper so I'm going to go with Wendell Carter probably, and that's pretty much it. Cole Anthony's price tag is just way too high at this point. So I'm not going to be looking that direction. Jalen Suggs as well. 5,100 is just not going to be in my player pool. Um, do you like anyone in the Magic? It sounds like you don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I forgot the Magic there. Um, I don't mind Okiki at 3,800. He's probably my favorite of the group. Um, the Magic play really slow, though the Spurs are top 10 in pace um, and not playing great defense as well. But the price tags, like Bamba, when he was in the high fives, low sixes, I really liked him. Now 7-1, a little more cause for concern because that's a lot of money, extra money that we can use elsewhere. Uh, Cole Anthony, is now, he's playing fantastic, but he's almost 8K now. It's very hard uh, 
for him to bring back value. If you look at his season, he's being he got those really highs and then those really lows. So he's not as safe. Uh, you can take him in tournaments, but I, I really don't like the matchup for him. Um, you mentioned Carter. I like Carter too. And you also mentioned how Okiki's back and he's going to take some minutes out of everybody because uh, that whole rotation was playing big, playing small, playing all different lineups. Uh, they'll, they'll figure out how to play everybody, but everybody's price tag slightly higher elevated from where I like them. Uh, so I think Okiki, if he's going to play 25 plus minutes, is my favorite here. Um, I don't mind taking a stab at like a Bamba, but I really don't love it as well. I'm probably going to leave them mostly alone. And then jump on over to this New York Knicks Milwaukee Bucks team, uh, and, and who you like it on the Knicks? Yeah, it's it's uh, <laughs> it's it's good to go back the Knicks. Uh, it is a national <laughs> televised game here, so there's going to be some interest on my side uh, on the Knicks. Kemba Walker for the 100 is a guy that I'm looking at. Um, he's starting to to round out a little bit, um, getting more comfortable in the Knicks uniform, uh, despite his poor performance in the last game. Uh, he's coming off a string of, of pretty solid all-around fantasy games. Um, so I like him. Uh, that price tag is a little bit too high for cash lineups for me, so I'm probably going to reserve him more for tournaments. And the only guy I'm looking at the Knicks, it's tough from a DFS perspective, is going to be Julius Randle. 9,600, he's almost always in play, especially against the Bucks. Um, even if he gets a defensive Giannis, um, I, 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 can, I can trust him for tournaments at, at the least. I don't know if I'll have too many lineups for any of these Knicks guys, to be honest, from from a cash perspective. Uh, and, and that's pretty much how I'm looking at it, straight down the line for me. Um, any interest in Julius Randle here? Uh, some slight interest. I think there's there's um, interest here. The the Bucks are still banged up. Their defense hasn't been as great because they, they haven't had Lopez for pretty much all year or Drew Holiday pretty much all year. Um, <clears throat> DiVincenzo all year. Uh, so it's a, it's a big blow it's not a, the greatest defense that uh, we've seen i know they're one of the better defenses in the league when fully healthy and they also play at a super fast pace they're third in the league right now uh, for pace over <clears throat> the a one full percentage over the uh jazz who are fourth so it's pretty it's a it gives everybody a slight bump that said i don't know how much exposure i'll have to randall i probably won't have much i would rather have some Spirit, but I just don't like how it's bumped up to 6-8. I really wish it was still at the sixes. Uh, I'll take some shots at him in GPP, same with Kemba, but I don't feel comfortable taking any um, cash games with anybody. Uh, though, with that said, Nerland's Noel is one guy I will look at at 3,800. He played a solid amount of minutes in that first game back, uh, <clears throat> 18 minutes, and they lost by 13 points. That gives me some uh, something to like there. He's only 3,800. We know he doesn't score the ball much. He only took two shots in that. And he still had 14 and a half fantasy points because he does a lot of everything else. Uh, in this particular matchup without Brooke Lopez and, and a bunch of uh, backup bigs, Giannis usually plays plays there, but uh, especially when he's in a bre- needs a breather. I think Nerlens Noel could be uh, bring back sneaky value here, especially if he's ready to play 22 minutes, 25 minutes. Uh, Mitch Robb has really not done much of anything the last week or so. So uh, Nerlens Noel can start sealing some playing time if he's healthy enough. I don't mind taking stabs at him there uh, with that cheap price tag. And I will jump on over to the other side of the ball, which is the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, similar, uh, you mentioned Kemba Walker was playing good and he said he's felt the best he's felt in a while. 
Uh, Giannis said he's feeling really sore, but he needs to be a leader right now uh, and fight through it. That gives me obvious cause for concern, even though his play says everything but. Uh, He's been obviously a stud, but 11-8 is a hefty price tag, and we all know that. Um, He'll be playing a lot of center, like point center. He'll be playing every position on the court probably, Um, but I don't mind looking at Drew Holiday. If he is ready to go, there is no minutes limit to him. Uh, That ankle is behind him at 6,500 with no Chris Middleton and a possibly limit. I wouldn't say limited, but slightly banged up Giannis. That is a, and no Brooke Lopez also. That is a fantastic price tag, and I will be um, all over him here. I, I liked Grayson Allen a lot at five uh, before he jumped up to five, so I think just $1,500. I know that's a lot, but Drew Holiday all day right here. Um, Bobby Portis at 4-7. Going back to New York, playing against the Knicks again. Uh, he played 22 minutes in the last one. He's still creeping up, still creeping up. I think he gets to 26-plus in this one. Under 5K, that's a very good price tag to me. Uh, and Thanasis at 34, uh, he's starting. So it's hard to find a starter uh, playing minutes. He's averaging in the last two. He has 55 total minutes, it's 27 and a half minutes in the last two. It's hard to find a starter like that at 3,400. Um, so I don't mind taking him there as well. Yeah, uh, there is definitely some some interesting value here. I love the Drew Holiday call. Huge fan. Uh, the fact that he's coming back. And if he is playing with 25 minutes, minimum 25 minutes in this one, I, a prime time, I, l- I think this could be a great spot for him. He may not be severely owned too, which helps as well. And we're looking at lineups. So I like Drew Holiday 700, one of my favorite plays in that mid-tier range if we get confirmation on his minutes. So stay tuned for that. Um, I'm also going to be looking at, you touched on Giannis, uh, Giannis's brother, 3,400. He's been playing well. Um, he's starting to, to, to start to show a little bit of a potential. Um, finally getting some minutes. Uh, really solid um, as far as all-around play. Can get you some steals. Can get you some uh, rebounds. Uh, obviously, definitely is, is a re- has that rebounding trait, uh, the family trait for sure, when it comes to his play. So I like him, 3,400. That's a great value play um, and a great price tag to boot. I'm looking at those two guys primarily. I'm not going to be looking at Giannis. 11800 is just such a high price tag to pay. Um, it, it'll probably pay off in a primetime game against the Knicks. He's going to be asked to do a lot here. Uh, there's just other guys that I like that are slightly cheaper that I'm going to be targeting. Um, and there's tons of value on, on the slate. So there's definitely opportunity to play Giannis. I'll just reserve him more for tournament lineups for me personally. Right. I like it. Now let's jump on over to this next game. We have the Cleveland Cavaliers. This one starts at 730 as well. Uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers traveling across the uh, the border to take on the Toronto Raptors. We have a actual, we have a spread for this one. It is um, the Raptors are five and a half point home favorites. Don't have a game total, um, but we do have an injury report. Kevin Love, Laurie Markkinen, Isaac Okoro all out, and Pascal Siakam and Yuta Wontanabe out for the Raptors. Um, I'll jump first with the, the Cavs. <clears throat> with Markin and Love and Isaac Okoro out, kind of trims out the rotation, and that's pretty good for us, uh, for us fantasy guys. Uh, Evan Mobley, we saw how he has been playing really well, uh, but that price tag is something that uh, it's going to be hard to bring back value, and if he hits value, it's not going to be crazy high. 
Um, so I, I, I really don't. I wish he wasn't seven two right now. Uh, <clears throat> Jared Allen, that's a guy you can look at at six six. He's been playing fantastic. Um, we know that the Raptors don't know what they want to do at center. So very good position here for him to take advantage of. Um, and then you look at Sexton, Garland, Rubio. They're all going to be playing extra minutes here because there's no marketing. There's no Okoro. That small forward position is now open. They can play three guards if they want. Um, we saw Dean Wade start in the last one, so you can look at him again. If you wanted to, he played 23 minutes at 3,300. Really don't want to go that way. Um, I'm looking <clears throat> at Garland or Sexton the most. Uh, we know Garland can rack up the assists. Sexton just scores, uh, so I think Garland gets a little edge from me. But I, I think it's a pretty solid matchup to go with to go with one of them here, even though Fred Van Vliet's one of the most underrated defenders in the league. Um, don't mind going with that backcourt with the trimmed rotation, but I do think uh, Jared Allen is the best play on the team for this night. Yeah, I have to agree with you, Santino, 100%. Jared Allen is a smash play. Um, I like him as probably my, one of my favorite, if not the, my favorite, actually, mid-tier uh, big man op- op- option. I like him a little bit more than Wendell Carter, who I mentioned earlier on the Magic side. Uh, for $200 more, I'll, I'll pay the extra $200 every day of the week plus Sunday um, <laughs> just to have him in, in lineup. So I love him here. The other guys I'm looking at, Darius Garland, again, uh, definitely keep hammering the Darius Garland button. Um, a guy that can provide assists. I, I talked him up before his last double-double, so I, I like the fact that he is coming into his own, becoming more of an efficient scorer as well, which is only going to bode well for his fantasy numbers as well. So I like him. Despite a slight price increase, I still think there's enough value here. So I'm looking at Jared Allen and, and Darius Garland as my two favorites. I, I would love to put in Mr. Double-Double rookie Evan Mobley, but uh, it's just the price tag is just a little too high for my liking. Um, so I'm not going to be going that direction. It's it's right now it's Darius Garland and Jared Allen um, together. All right. I like it. Then I'll jump on over to the other side of the ball in Toronto. Um, and I'm looking uh, – I mean, I like a lot of these guys. Price tags aren't the greatest. Like uh, OG, wish it was slightly lower. Uh, Van Vliet, that's a good – Still a solid price tag for him. I uh, don't know how much exposure I'll get, but very good matchup, good price tag. Um, he will definitely be in my player pool. Scotty Barnes looks like he's ready to go, 6'8". Uh, probably be lower. I'm looking a lot at Trent, um, Trent Jr. here at 5,500. This guy's playing pretty well. Uh, the last two games he has 71, over 73 fantasy points. He's taken 19 threes in the last two games. Um Playing a ton of minutes. I know uh, we didn't have Barnes for one of them, but he's still playing a lot of minutes on the year overall. Uh, 32.6. Until Siakam comes back, uh, his role is secure. Probably going to bump down a lot, uh, a good chunk when Siakam does come back, but his role is definitely secure right now. At 5,500, taking a lot of shots. Um, I think that price tag is rock solid for him. He's probably my favorite option value or point to dollar ratio on this team right now for this matchup. Um, and I just don't know what to do at center yet. Birch, Boucher, Achia, uh, Precious, they're all really good price tags. They're all getting solid minutes. Um, I think they can all bring back value, but it's just a matter of how much value can they exceed it. Like uh, there's no, what, none of them are separating themselves from the pack entirely yet. Precious, I guess, is playing the most. 
Um, but I just don't like that. I like I'm gonna stick to the wing and, and go with Trent Jr. and take some chances on uh, Van Vliet as well. Yeah, I, I I don't know if you're just reading my mind at this point uh, <laughs> in the recording, but we are definitely on the same page here. Um, so Gary Trent Jr. is number one play for me on the Raptors side for all the reasons you mentioned above. I, on top of the fact that he's shooting the ball pretty well, um, even though he's inconsistent at times, he's getting all the minutes he can handle, uh, which you mentioned. So that's why I'm looking at him, especially at a 5,500 price tag. It's definitely worth worth the squeeze there um, at that price alone. I'm, I'm probably going to have Fred Van Vliet tied to more tournaments, despite some massive games recently coming off 50-point fantasy effort. Um, a guy that we've seen 50-point games. He hasn't been as consistent this year. And his price tag has jumped up, creeping up to that 9,000 level, which is kind of the the, that, the max of where I like to, to play for Ed Van Vliet. So uh, I'm going to reserve him more for tournaments, but Gary Trent Jr. is a safe choice um, in that uh, guard forward position. Um, so he definitely has some value there. Uh, I'm not going to be looking anywhere else. That front court is a mess. I'd love to play Scotty Barnes, the young rookie. He's, he's an, I, I basically have him in all my fantasy teams this season. Um, I just don't see him. Uh, hitting value first game back after the thumb injury. We don't know the extent of it and a price increase to boot. So I'm not going to have mm-hmm. too many shares of him either. All right. I like it. Uh, before we get into these late games, I want to shout out our guys over at DraftKings. The NBA is back and at DraftKings Sportsbook, an authorized sports betting partner of the NBA. The key to victory is a strong starting five. New customers can bet just $5 on MB- on any NBA team to win their game. And if they do, you win $200 in free bets. Uh, DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also get the skin in the game with new same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money that you can win. Uh, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code NBA today. Bet just $5 on any NBA team to win their game, and you win $200 in free bets. If they win, you win. With promo code NBA today this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an authorized sports betting partner of the NBA. You must be 21 years or older in New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, uh, new customers only, and it's minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. And that is the way to go. Uh, I can tell you that is a fantastic deal, and you're not going to want to miss that if you don't have the DraftKings Sportsbook app already. Uh, definitely go download that. Get $200. All you have to do is win one game. Uh, wait for a blowout. But... Um, now let's jump on over to the next game, the first game that starts at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and the only game that starts at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time before we have three late ones. We have the Los Angeles Clippers taking on the Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, we don't have a spread for this one or a game total, but we do have an injury report. The Clippers have Sergi Baca, Keon Johnson, Kawhi Leonard, Marcus Morris, Jason Preston all out. The Wolves have D'Angelo Russell, and um, that's it, D'Angelo Russell. Uh, I'll jump in the first one with this one. This is a game that looks really good on paper, but then you look at their stats lately, and it's uh, interesting. They're both in the back half of teams in pace, right next to each other at 16th and 17th in pace, and they're both uh, really good defensively uh, in the top seven. Clippers are fifth in the defensive efficiency. 
Um, Minnesota is seventh in defensive efficiency. So two teams that um, haven't been winning a ton, but have been playing really good defense, been playing slow bas- slower basketball. Um, hard to love them here, but Paul George at 10-4, uh, we know what he does. I think his value is secure here. Um, I think you can play him in this one. I, I don't think uh, it's a, there's not really anybody. This guy's the alpha and omega on this team. Um, and at 10-4 with that $500 price decrease, I think 50 points is is really reasonable to expect here. Um, so I, I think value is just in play with, with ease, kind of. Um, outside of that, I'm looking at, you can look at a lot of these guys, like Eric Bledsoe, Luke Kennard, Terrence Mann. Their price tags aren't crazy. Uh, Ivaka Zubak, he's not playing a ton, but the price tags aren't crazy. I think any one of these guys is in play for me. Uh, I like Terrence Mann the most. He's consistently bringing back value. Obviously, the the upside hasn't been crazy, but he's been consistently bringing back over 20 points, over 20 points, over 20 points. Uh, so I really like that there. Um, I'm going to look to him a lot. I think Zubak is a is a guy you can look at. Um, he might he might have some trouble with with uh, Towns in this one, but he played 34 in the last one. He's going to get some minutes back, and they, and this was against Towns in the last one. If he's going to get those minutes back. Uh, 4K for a guy who's going to play 30. That's a good price tag. But uh, Zubats, Man, and then Paul George are the guys that I'm looking at on this side of the ball. Yeah, I'm looking at a couple other guys. I, I know, obviously, in terms of from a pace perspective, this could be essentially a low-scoring game somehow. Um, but uh, there's a couple guys that really come to mind on the Clippers. You mentioned Paul George. It's hard to, to doubt Paul George night and night out. He's playing at a, just a very consistently high level, and his price tag dropped to 10400 So uh, I'm a big proponent of playing guys that are getting price reductions for no reason whatsoever. Um, so in this case, definitely going to have a lot of interest in Paul George, probably one of my favorite high-priced plays on the entire slate at 10400 So I love Paul George here. Um, Terrence Mann is a fantastic call as well. I, I love that. I love that play. I love Terrence Mann's game as well. Um, I think he's definitely maturing. Um, yes, he can shoot poorly from time to time, but when when he plays well and consistent in his last game against this very same team, he put up 26 fantasy points. So I do expect 25 points potentially fantasy-wise here. Um, this might probably my second favorite play, and my third favorite play is actually not going to be Zubac. Um, although I, I don't fault anyone for playing Zubac, I'm not going to have too much shares in him. He's been very inconsistent this year. I'm actually looking at Nick Batum um, at 4,600. Uh, he's getting a lot of minutes. In his last two games, he's getting 30 plus 30 plus minutes and 30 plus fantasy points. Price under 5K. It's really hard to avoid him here. I know we mentioned a ton of value plays on this on this slate already, but another guy I'm looking at pretty heavily in lineups is Nick Batum here, um, and and that's pretty much it for me on on the Clipper side of the ball. Yeah, I like it. Batum has been playing a lot too. No Marcus Morris, so minutes are there for him. Uh, I'm going to jump on over to the Minnesota side of the ball. And uh, we we see Towns similarly priced to, to George. I think uh, George just has the safer floor there. Uh, he doesn't have to share the ball with Anthony Edwards. I know there's no D'Angelo Russell, but Beasley's never a, a, guy, a sh- guy who's shy to shoot. Uh, Paul George is just controlling that team, so I like it. I would rather pivot to George with that price decrease. Uh, not sure why he dropped 
five or $500, but he did. Um, here I'm looking, speaking of two people, Malik Beasley and Patrick Beverly, two guys that are just very, very cheaply priced. There's no D'Angelo Russell. That means a lot of shots going to go out. Uh, that means the starting job's going to go out. Uh, that means usage, ball handling duties. Uh, we saw, we're seeing Malik Beasley get more shots uh, in the last three games, 14, 16, 12. Uh, so he's taking more shots. And it, we'll we'll talk about his threes. He's taken 10, 12, and 8 threes. So 33-point attempts in the last three games alone. That's, an, that's insane. So uh, when he starts hitting a little bit more um, <clears throat> and and doing contributing a little bit more with the responsibility that he's going to have without Russell, that price tag is just going to look super cheap. Uh, and then I'm looking at Patrick Beverly. A back-to-back revenge game narrative. Uh, he had himself a near triple double in that other one, and he was playing like uh, he really just wanted to. Uh, like he was giving everything he had out there against the the Clippers in the last one. Uh, Thirty-six and a half fantasy points. His price tag didn't move much. Um, it's only four K still. He only jumped up three hundred. And again, Russell's going to be out for this one. So I really like those two guys here. I think we have some value in, in like a Vanderbilt and a McDaniels. But uh, you mentioned it just a moment ago. We have so much value that we don't have to throw those guys in there in a matchup that might not be the greatest for them, uh, especially when they're not too much cheaper than Patrick Beverly and Malik Beasley, who are much more part of this offense, going to get minutes, and their roles are much more secure. So uh, those two guys I'm really looking at here. Yeah, it's again, we're definitely in sync once again. So uh, <laughs> I'm going to have to agree with you here. Uh, Patrick Beverly, 4000 is a, just a steal of a price tag. I almost put up a triple-double. Uh, we haven't seen a lot of triple-doubles in his career. Um, and, of course, you know, he got the spots, the spot start against his former team. I don't know if that was a motivation, a motivational factor. But whatever the case, he only got a price increase by $300. $300. Um, if he gets 25, 30 minutes again here, um, I don't see any reason why he can't put up at least 25 fantasy points to 30 fantasy points. And and that's all he really needs because, uh, you know, he'll get some steals. He'll get some points. He'll get some assists here, um, especially playing on the Timberwolves as plenty of opportunity. So Patrick Beverly, my favorite play, uh, probably on this Timberwolves side. And then Malik Beasley, um, a guy that I used to play all the time before. Uh, while, while Russell was out and Edwards was getting used to playing, the guy that was just a, a prime scorer, as you mentioned, and just putting up three-pointers by the bunches. Once he started hitting a few of them, uh, he definitely can provide value. 4,400. There's just so much value in the slate. I feel more comfortable Patrick Beverly over Malik Beasley and guys like you mentioned, Jared Vanderbilt as well. I just don't have a lot of faith in them. They're more for tournaments for me. And then you mentioned Carl Anthony Towns. Love him. Uh, just having another fantastic year, but I just, there's other guys at that price range that I kind of like more this in this game. Um, and that's Paul George. You mentioned for $30 less. I'll take the savings and run every day of the week. Yeah. And, and Beasley's that, that microwave type player. We saw, as you mentioned, when he was, when he just got to Minnesota and, and Russell was still hurt. Uh, when the guy's hot, the guy is hot. And, uh, not a bad play there with Beverly. Uh, but let's jump on over to the late games, the first of the late game. We have the New Orleans Pelicans traveling to California to take on the Golden State Warriors. Uh, we don't have a spread for this one, but we do have an injury report. Clay Thompson, James Wiseman, both out for the Warriors. Pelicans have uh, Dalton Holmes as and Zion as out. Herbert Jones and Brandon Ingram as questionable. Ingram's going to be a big one there, uh, but I'll throw it on over to you. 
How are you feeling about this Pelican squad? Yeah, the Pelicans are an interesting team, especially with the Ingram potential questionable tag. I think that's going to be something to monitor. If Ingram's out, I love Josh Hart, 5100. Pretty much a lock and load play. Uh, Mid-price tag. Yes, he didn't play well in the last game against the Kings, but Josh Hart has proven he can put up almost double-doubles um, when he gets minutes. And against the Suns a couple of nights ago, he did put up almost a double-double, 16-9 with 34 fantasy points. So I expect him to, to play well in this type of matchup, uh, a high-paced matchup against the Warriors, if we get the news Ingram is out. So that's something to monitor early on. Um, if he is out too, the guys I'm looking at, even though they're priced really high, is Jonas Valanciunas. Even though his last game he played poorly, that might be another reason why he might be a great smash play here, because he's going to be lower owned. Um, and I expect a bounce back. I don't see any reason why the Warriors can stop him in the paint. He, he should have another massive type of game, potentially a 2020 even type of game. Um, so probably one of my favorite center plays um, and a price that might be overlooked as well, because we mentioned some higher price centers and some lower price centers. So he fits in that like interesting category. So definitely someone to consider um, in the utility spot as well um, in, into your lineup. So I like him quite a bit as my favorite play. And then if we get find out Brandon Ingram is out, Josh Hart is my number two. Uh, and I don't have a lot of faith in anyone else on this um, on this Pelican side. Uh, any interest in Jay Val? Um, slight interest. Uh, I, th- I think anytime I look at the Warriors, I always think, oh, I really want to just play centers on them. Kev- Looney is not great. They don't have another backup center, really. It's Draymond. But Draymond is just damn underrated. Uh, like... He is really good. Um, I think he, he Dayval can get a lot of rebounds and, and put up big numbers, but it it's testy to me. It, it's tough to want to attack Dre like that. Um, at eighty seven hundred, it it's a risk for me, but I, I think you can swallow it in GPPs. Not in, definitely not in cash for me, but GPPs you can take that risk. Uh, and see what happens. But the Warriors themselves, they are a top five defense right now. Uh, and they're playing <clears throat> uh, pretty much middle of the pack in pace with the, the Pelicans, who are themselves a bottom five defense. But I don't love to attack the Warriors when they're somewhat healthy. Uh, and then we're, we know that Clay is going to come back soon, and then it's just going to make it even crazier, even though that they play usually at a, a faster pace than league average. Um, I do like Josh Hart. I don't expect Ingram to play in this one. That's just speculation. Um, but if he does, that hurts Hart's value. It hurts everybody else's value a little bit. But I just don't expect him to play. That's my gut feeling. Uh, and I like Devontae Graham because of that as well. Uh, we know this guy's going to shoot. Uh, we know he likes to shoot. And he's He's been the main ball handler, especially when Ingram is out. Uh, and he's he's been playing pretty well lately. I think 66 isn't a... Great price tag. I liked it when it was closer to 5'9", 5'8". Uh, but this is a decent matchup. You can attack the Warriors' backcourt. Their front court is always surprisingly where the greatest of the defense is, especially when Klay Thompson's not playing. Um, so my f- two favorite guys here are Graham and, and Hart, because I'm with you at our – I don't know if you – I can't remember if you speculated Ingram's out, but I just think he's not going to play. Uh, just my gut feeling on that. Yeah, that's a great call. I also, I'm, I'm in alignment there. I don't think Ingram's going to lace it up here. Right, and I'm going to jump on over to the Warriors side of the ball, and we see Curry at 11-4. I prefer him over Giannis. 
Uh, just the, the matchup. Um, Giannis is the safer guy. Curry is the better option for the upside here. Um, I mean, the, <laughs> the Pelicans just, they're not good at defense right now. Uh, without Zion, without Ingram, even with them, they're playing at a decent pace, uh, 14th in the league. But their defense, in by any metric, is bottom five. And that might be putting it lightly, probably bottom three. But I'll say, play it safe and say they're, they're bottom five. So uh, Steph, especially in the backcourt, um, Devontae Graham, Nicole Alexander-Walker. Uh, they have Josh Hart. He's probably going to have to see a lot of Curry, I would expect. He's their best defender slash only defender. Um, an 11-4, if he sees a lot of Graham and Knox, I don't think they're big enough to play anyone on the wings. Like Wiggins is going to have size over him if they do that, if the Porter's playing. Um, so Curry's going to have a lot of opportunities to play Curry basketball, and we know what he can do when he gets those opportunities. So I'd rather just take the slight discount if I'm paying super, super high prices, um, which we could because we have so much value on this court, uh, on this slate, I said. I said court. <laughs> um, <laughs> outside of <laughs> outside of Curry, though, probably going to leave it alone for the most part. Uh, Draymond Green is always a guy I want to play, but I'm always thinking it's slightly higher than I want to pay. I don't think the upside is fantastic, but uh, I really just don't – they're playing – very deep. Uh, I think, I guess Damian Lee is a guy I would look at, but I, I think there's more value out there than, than looking at that. Uh, Wiggins kind of cause of the matchup, but he hasn't shown me anything to want to take a stab at him in hopes for a 50, 45, 50 point game. Um, pool kind of, they're all in that kind of area where, uh, the matchup seems great, but I just don't want to pull the trigger on them. How about you? Yeah, it's tough. Like, even it's even hard to pull a trigger with a guy like Steph Curry, eleven uh, four. Um, I just don't see myself going to Steph Curry despite his potential game breaking scoring. I mean, we we've seen a couple games recently where he's only put up twenty points, um, and they're still winning uh, as a Warriors team. So clearly, uh, something is is clicking for uh, the Warriors this season that hasn't happened that didn't happen last season. Uh, where Curry was asked to do a lot more on the offensive end. Um, so that's exciting from a team perspective, but from a daily fantasy perspective, it definitely hurts some of his value here. Um, he hasn't really had a lot of ceiling games. He's had two uh, high 50 fantasy point games out of his last five, which is not a good percentage in, in, on any stretch of the imagination. I'm a mathematician, but 40% is not ideal. Um so I'm not going to take the, too many shots. <laughs> I'm not going to take too many shots here um, on Steph Curry. The other guy I'm looking at, really, Draymond Green, potentially 7,300. Again, price very fair. A guy that can put up 40 fantasy points, but can also put up 30 fantasy points. So with that, with that in mind, I'm not going to have too much interest there. The guys I'm looking at are in a potential blowout scenario here. If we find out the Pelicans don't have Ingram, I expect a potential blowout um, again. So I'm looking at a guy like Garrett Payton in the, the second. He might he might be he's questionable right now, but he might um, be a guy that uh, gets 15, 20 minutes and he gets steals, he gets defensive stats. Uh, Steve Kerr loves him, uh, so he'll give him minutes. Especially in this game, ended up being a blowout early. Early on, he might be a great value play at 3100. There again, there's so much value on the slate that it's hard to to go there. But you know, a, a guy at least monitoring um, as we get closer. Right, I like it. Uh, we got two games left on this docket. 
the next one is a night that the, the last two are really enticing i should say i said the next one last two are very enticing uh the next one we have is charlotte traveling cross country to take on the kings um on the injury report we have nobody on the kings in on that is on the roster and on the hornets we have pj washington as doubtful and lamella ball as probable um and we did have a spread. I forgot there was only a couple, so I didn't even look. The last two we actually have spreads for. Yay. Um, we have a 228 game total, which is by far the highest on the five that we or the four that we have. Um, and the Kings are three point home favorites. I'll throw it on over to you, man. Uh, what are you looking at on this Charlotte side of the ball? Yeah, the Charlotte Hornets are one of the more surprising teams to start the season um, just because of, of some of the guys that are really performing well. Um, from a fantasy perspective. And I think it's hard to start lineups, which is crazy to say out loud, but it's hard to start lineups without Miles Bridges. Um, he's just been absolutely incredible. Uh, his worst game uh, has, was 38 fantasy points uh, about a week ago. He's coming off 56-point fantasy effort. Uh, this is a great matchup against the Kings. Um, should be a high-scoring game. You mentioned the high game total. It's probably one of going to be the highest game totals on the entire slate. And the spread is very close. Um, so even more reason why I love Miles Bridges here at 8,200. There's definitely some value there, um, which is which is amazing to say. Uh, a guy that was probably in the mid-5,000s uh, last season in terms of salary, now is 8,000, and that's still value. Uh, just the amount of performance, he, just, just, just the sheer amount of improvement he's had. Uh, and everyone at Hoopball has been ringing his praises as well. Uh, so I like him. Lamelo Ball uh, is definitely a guy that is always in play. I guess against the Kings, he has triple double upside. I just haven't seen that um, in recent games. He did have two games where he had 50 fantasy points, but E900 again, price very high, uh, a little bit too high for me. Um, I definitely will cap my appeal for Lamelo Ball here. Uh, I don't fault anyone for playing him. I think he's a great tournament play. I just prefer Miles Bridges when it comes to cash um, on the Hornets side of the ball. Uh, and then also I'm looking at Gordon Hayward, another guy, 7,100, great price tag, coming off 44-point fantasy effort. Um, should be another great matchup here against the Kings. Um, the Kings don't have a ton of wing defense here. Um, so I like Gordon Hayward as well for cash. So it's probably going to be Miles Bridges number one, followed by number two, Gordon Hayward, uh, and then sprinkle in some Lamelo Ball love, uh, as always. And, and that's pretty much it on, on the Hornets side. Yeah, uh, this is going to be a fast-paced matchup. Uh, we have two top seven teams in pace. We have two of the five worst or bottom six defenses. Uh, the Hornets are giving up the most points in the league, and their defensive rating isn't far behind what that indicates. Uh, they're playing at a fast pace, giving up a ton of points, and not playing the greatest of defense outside of But they are getting defensive stats. They're turn, getting turnovers, uh, just not making basic plays. <clears throat> on the King or Kings are close down there too. They're giving up over 111 points per game on not playing the greatest of defense. But um, I really don't mind taking stabs at anyone. Bridges has been playing fantastic. As much as I don't want to do it, it's like uh, he he continues to to do it. So I don't mind going there. I think Lamella Ball is in a very good spot as well. Uh, Terry Rozier, we know the whole shooting guard thing for the Kings the last couple of years. So he's in a good spot. I know he hasn't played great. He shot two of 12 in the last one. Uh, but before that, he took 22 shots and he's playing over 30 minutes. Um, he's only played a couple 
few games this this year. <clears throat> three in a row, though, over 30 minutes in the last three. So I don't hate going there. I think it's an expensive price tag, and I'd just rather have Gordon Hayward. Uh, but it just these all these guys are in in good spots here. Um, if PJ Washington's out, you know that's extra minutes that Kelly Oubre was getting earlier in the year, but now he's not fully getting those minutes. A lot of it's just going straight to Bridges. So I really don't mind paying up for any of these top guys from Lamelo all the way to even Plumlee. Uh, He's playing a good amount of minutes, too. Uh, Cody Martin seeing some solids. I just think it's a fantastic matchup. Um, I'm with you. I think Bridges is the guy that I go with most. Hayward, because of the price tag, I really don't. I'll I'll take some stabs at LaMelo. um, But I think Bridges and Hayward for those respective price tags are are hard to pass up in this this environment. And then uh, I'll jump on over to the king side of the ball. Similar thing. I mean, you're going against a team that is giving up the most points in the league um, at 114.9 per game. Uh, the the Hornets are playing at a top 10 pace, uh, and their de- defensive efficiency is in, in the bottom four. So it's like uh, they're playing so fast and giving up a lot of points because of the pace of the game. But it's not like it's only the pace of the game. It's because their defense hasn't been great either. Uh, their defensive rating, defensive efficiency, any stat you want to throw out there hasn't been great. It's towards the bottom of the league, uh, bottom handful of the league. So everybody is in a pretty good spot here. Uh, pretty similar price tags. We see De'Aaron Fox at 8,400. Um, yeah, I don't mind. I don't hate going there. He hasn't been playing great though. So I like to just go to Halliburton. At that discount, uh, Davion Mitchell, who's been scoring nicely, I love I love this kid in college, and I'm so glad he's starting to uh, to to be really rock solid in his <clears throat> first couple weeks of his career. Um, and at 3,800, I think that's a great price tag for him. Rashawn Holmes is in a superstar spot. Buddy Heald's going to find himself just chucking threes. Um, for me, or I didn't even mention Harrison Barnes, who's close to uh, Bridges for like, whoa, I did not expect this whatsoever this year. But I'd rather just pay the 600 and go with Bridges instead of Barnes. Uh, similar to Fox, I'd rather pay down for Bridges or pay up for Ball. Uh, I think for me, it's it's Holmes, Halliburton, Heald. Mitchell, they are all strictly in play because this matchup is fantastic, and their price tags are uh, don't reflect what their upside could be in this matchup. Yeah, it, it's 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 honestly like I find myself looking at the Kings and just circling almost every <laughs> every starter and and bench player um, as potential hits here. I mean, starting with De'Aaron Fox, eighty four hundred price down. Hasn't played well by any means this season. I drafted him, um, and he has not performed well in, in, in some leagues. Um, but this is a great matchup and a great opportunity for him to get 25 points, get get some assists, get some rebounds potentially. Um, he's in play at, at that price tag quite a bit. Tyrese Halliburton, 6,100, also very much in play. A fantastic value at 6,100 too. Coming to 40 fantasy points, a guy that we know can provide all kinds of different goodies when it comes to daily fantasy. Um, I like him a lot. Davion Mitchell, the rookie, has been incredible over his last two games, getting more and more comfortable. I picked him up off waivers in some leagues, um, and that's proving to be a, a nice uh, long-term plan. Uh, a guy that definitely can can score, can get can get some assists, can do a little bit of everything. We know about the defense already, um, and he's not even getting that many defensive stats so far this season. So. Uh, that's a guy that I'll be looking at as well. 3,800, 
in play. Uh, Buddy here, 5,700, great price tag you mentioned. Also going to be very much in play as 35-point 30, upside here. Is going to shoot it, has a green light every time he touches the ball, put up 10 threes in the last one, should have the green light again. And then finally, my favorite play in the Kings, who I haven't even touched on yet, is Rashawn Holmes. 6,500, great matchup against the Hornets here. Double-double opportunity, should get plenty of minutes. Um, that should not be an issue here. So I'm going to be looking heavily at Rashawn Holmes in, in quite a few builds. Uh, I might just stack this game and, and, and call it a night. Yeah, you, I mean, you could. Uh, you could stack this game, and this next game is similar to it, but it's not <clears throat> as crazy. But I can only imagine it, uh, they're going to be high scoring too. And this next one is the Indiana Pacers traveling across country again. Well, not fully across country, but most of the country, uh, taking on the Blazers. We have a 224 game total, so close to that last one. And the Blazers are four and a half point home favorites. Uh, on the injury report, we don't have anything for the Blazers as of yet, but. Uh, the Pacers have T.J. Warren, Isaiah Jackson out, Jeremy Lamb, Jeremy Lamb as questionable. Uh, I'll throw it over to you, man. You can start with these last two and touch on it. Uh, how you feeling about the Pacers in this one? Yeah, the Pacers are interesting, um, especially with Malcolm Brogdon back uh, in the lineup. I- I'm not going to have a ton of interest in Brogdon coming off a game where 30 fantasy points. He's still getting his legs under him. Uh, a guy that, you know, once he gets rolling, is, is he going to be worth that high of a price tag? I don't know. Um, I prefer Brogdon in that 7K, 7,500 range. Um, so I'm not going to have too much interest there. I'm really looking at guys like Karis LeVert. Uh, 6,800 is a great price tag. Price down after almost 40 fantasy points in the last game against the Knicks. Uh, I think he's going to be a guy that's going to continue to build um, and come back from, from injury well. Uh, this could be a great opportunity for uh, a potential uh, another type of ceiling type of game for Karis LeVert, 40 to 45 fantasy points. Um, so I like Karis LeVert as a number one option. I'm also looking at DeMontis Sabonis, even despite a terrible game, um, which actually helped from a from pricing standpoint. Price tag dropped $800. So I like Sabonis a lot here. Uh, and then at 300, I think it's a great opportunity going up against Nurkic, going up against um Covington this is a great opportunity for him to smash that price tag uh one of my favorite center plays on the entire slate actually at 9300 and then Miles Turner is my final play that I'm looking at at 6000 coming off a 57 point fantasy effort you know Miles Turner is is kind of an enigma when it comes to daily fantasy he he has these, these monster games and then he follows it up usually with an okay type of game so I'll or potential garbage game uh, like we saw a couple weeks ago where he put up 64 fantasy points and then followed up with 11. So do I trust Miles Turner? No. Do, am I still going to play him for tournaments? Yes. At 6000 it's a great price tag. Uh, and that's really it. I'm not going to be looking at TJ McConnell too much. Chris Duarte was a great story to start the season. He's kind of cooled off a bit, so I'm not going to be looking that that direction either. Um, so really it comes down to Sabonis, um, Karis LeVert, and then a little bit of Miles Turner for me. Yeah, and I like that, and I, I love the the price bump or drop on Sabonis, $800. I mean, he only took eight shots in the last one. He did that before, and a, a few games ago, he took four, and it was just a big anomaly. He, he played 34 minutes, uh, but we know this guy's just going to play a lot of minutes. He's averaging 37 and a half minutes on the year uh, so far on the short season, but 9300 for Sabonis in this type of matchup. Uh, very, very interesting. I will take that a lot. Uh, I'm with you, too. I think Lavert at 
nearly 2,000 less than Brogdon is where I want to go. Uh, Brogdon just came back from that injury, played a t- chunk of minutes there, <clears throat> a good chunk of minutes, but uh, they haven't re- they haven't done this together yet. And uh, him coming off injury, being 2K more than Levert, I will gravitate towards Levert there for all the reasons you mentioned. Uh, Turner is another guy I was kind of looking at. I don't love it. I'd rather just go Rashawn Holmes. Uh, but Turner has upside, but he's just very, very uh, inconsistent with his fantasy production. So to me, he's more of a GPP flyer type of guy than uh, a, a cash guy for obvious reasons. But I think 6K is just, it's just still a solid price tag for him. But I'm with you, like spot on. I, I think Sabonis is super cheap for a Sabonis type guy. He's not going to take under 10 shots again in this game. I can't imagine that. Um, and then <clears throat> um, I like Levert a little bit more than Brogdon. I think Levert's price tag is solid. And Turner, I mean, he's been playing really well. We'll see what happens um, if he can get that again. I don't think he's going to get another near 60-point game, but he can bring back 40, uh, bring back solid value for you there. Um, but let's jump on over to the last team of the night, the Portland Trailblazers, and I will let you uh, take this one home. Yeah, this is interesting. The Portland Trailblazers are, are a very intriguing team because they have some guys that have really underperformed. There's been a few guys I mentioned this season um it comes daily fantasy that have really underperformed their price tags and one of them is damian lillard despite a 46 point effort in his last game he's starting to round out a little bit from a fantasy perspective uh his last two actually put up 44 and 46 fantasy points respectively i just don't know if that warrants a 9900 price tag i still think it's a little too high even in a great matchup here against the pacers i just don't know if i trust him so much this season he's not shooting the ball well at all We've seen barely any games over 50% from the field. A guy that was a very consistent scorer and shooter um, throughout his career, he just has not been able to find their range for whatever reason to start the season. So I'm not going to be looking at Lillard that much. Uh, definitely worth a tournament play, but that's about it. Uh, CJ McCollum is a guy I'm looking at in the backcourt coming off a 44-point effort. He's been pretty consistent um, this season so far, much more consistent than Lillard from a scoring perspective and a fantasy perspective. So I'm going to be looking at CJ as my favorite play on the trailblazers. I'm also going to be looking at Norman Powell, uh, a guy that's starting to also round, round into form kind of 40, 40 point effort against the Cavaliers, a guy that we know can score, can hit some shots. We saw what he could do in Toronto. Uh, he's finally starting to show some life on the trailblazers. Um, and it's great to see. And a price tag under 5k is worth a, a play or two for me as well. Um, so I'm looking at Powell and CJ McCollum are my favorite two. And then my probably another tournament flyer when it comes to value, Robert Covington. He's been almost awful. Um, some may say uh, completely awful to start this season so far. A guy that throughout his career has been able to get steals, get some blocks, get some rebounds, points. We haven't seen any of that. In his last game, put up only three shots, but he had 27 fantasy points. Just That just shows you what kind of value he has at 4,100. Another great value play on just a, just a slate full of chalk full of value plays. So I like Covington, McCollum, and Norman Powell. And that's it. That's it for me on the Blazers side. What about you? Any interest in Lillard? <sighs> Not really. Um, yeah, I'm waiting for the Lillard blowout game, and I think it's coming soon. He put up over 44 in the last two, and he's starting to round out. Um, <clears throat> took 
he's taken 20, 20, and 27 shots in the last three games. So we're starting to see a little bit more Lillard. Uh, we keep getting quotes every day that he wants to win a championship in Portland. He has to keep confirming that he wants to stay in Portland. I think that's a big distraction for him, honestly. And, and it's and it's showing, To if we're being completely honest here, it's, it's showing because he has to keep confirming that he wants to play in, in Portland. Um, no one wants to believe him at face value every day. Every other day, he has to say it. Uh, so I'm seeing that take effect. And while I know that a blow-up game is eventually coming, and it could come in this matchup because the Blazers or um, the Pacers haven't been great on defense by any means, 9,900 on a slate like this is not something I really want to go for. Uh, I, I need 50 points for him just to bring back value, and he hasn't done that once this year. So I don't know why his price tag is going up. It went up. It keeps going up and up and up, and he hasn't hit in that even hit the 50-point mark yet. Can he? Obviously. But I really don't want to pay that price tag with all of these other superstars on the slate that I feel so much more comfortable with. That said, if you think this is the game, good tournament play, I guess. But still, you're going to need 60 to to make it worthwhile uh, in a tournament play here. All of that said, um, I really like two, two of the guys you said in Powell and Covington. I just think those price tags are super cheap for them. Uh, Powell's been playing really well. I know he got hurt a little bit, came back, played a lot of minutes the last uh, few games that he's played. Um, 33, 29, 32. He's taking a lot of shots. He's making a lot of shots. He's a very efficient basketball player. And I put up over 20 actual points the last two games. It's pretty much hitting value in strictly points right there. Uh, And then Covington had a good game in the last one, only 4,100. He's still seeing rock-solid minutes. Eventually, he's a notorious slow starter eventually. We'll start playing a little bit better, and, and 4100 is a price tag that he doesn't even have to play great to beat. So I really like those two guys. They're the two guys that I'm looking at on this side of the ball. Love it. All right, man. So that will do it for our, our podcast. Uh, we went quick in the beginning, and then we started to slow down at the end. <laughs> <laughs> but it's fine. I think we did all right. Uh, is there anything else you want to say before we head on out of here? No, I'm I'm just excited to to see all that value kind of creep its way into lineups. I hope everyone uh, has a fruitful tournament and and cash as well. Yeah, and there's there's so much to go around, and uh, it's not even Friday yet, so we might we might find even more because we know that there's going to be some surprise inactives and and all that crazy stuff coming along. But um, thank you, man, for joining today, and can't wait to see how it works out. But um, Take care, guys. Thank you for listening, and we will catch you again tomorrow. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.